Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always, and today we are joined by a special guest unknown by most of you listening to this call. He's the secret agent big multi-million dollar companies would sneak in the back door when they were having tech issues with Infusionsoft. His name is Preston Stapley. Preston used to be the go-to guy at Infusionsoft for all the biggest accounts. Glazer Kennedy Insider Circle, Rich Sheffern, Perry Marshall, Frank Kern, all the biggest and heaviest users would be sent to Preston when they were having problems using the technology to generate leads and sales. I know Preston personally from when I passed the torch to him after moving on from running the marketing department for John Asraf over at Neurogym, formerly known as Praxis, and I've asked them to join us here today and share some of what they're doing that works now. Things they discovered building a 600,000 name email list as well as from working with his previous clients. So Preston, thank you so much for joining us today. I know the listeners and I really appreciate it. How are you doing, my friend? Good, man. It's good to be with you. It's always uh, good to connect and... uh... And top of the morning to you. Right. Top of the morning to you too, sir. <laughs> now, um, I know kind of some of your accomplishments. I know some of the things you're capable of. But what I don't know is how did you even get into the whole like marketing automation and direct response marketing? And, you know, how did you even get into this world? Do you come from an entrepreneurial family? Um, like what's what's your background, bro? Well, it's an interesting story. The uh, I've actually been involved in a, in a bunch of different things, so I won't go into all of it, but what really got me started into marketing, which I never thought would have happened since I got my degree in accounting, and I knew I never wanted to be an accountant. I just wanted to be involved in business, and a good friend of mine was, a, was an accountant. He was a CPA, and he was making a ton of money, and I said, well, that's what I think I'll get into is having a background in accounting. And, uh, and then I got into, after being a, an internal auditor and accountant for four years to have that business background, um, I actually became the uh, office manager and project manager for a, a trophy home builder. Trophy homes are like any, anything that is half a million and above in Arizona. And so then that got me kind of my project management side and the marketing side came in when I saw how much real estate agents were making off of uh, off of selling our homes, and I said, "Hey, I want I want a piece of that pie." So I got my uh, I got my real estate license, and and therefore was listing um, all of the homes for uh, for each each trophy home that we would build, and uh, and that got me into the marketing side. That was my first taste into the marketing of learning the you know how to how to get myself out there, how to get uh, our homes out there in front of people, and and found that I had a uh, had a love for doing that. And the uh, the the other part of that was once the uh, 2000 what was that 2007 2008 where the housing boom really came crashing down and realized okay need to uh, need to get out of the of the house building. 
industry. And I always had this desire, and it's kind of funny, to run a really a coupon website is the best way to explain it. And that was around the time that Groupon started taking off. For those, I think that pretty much everybody uh, nowadays know who, who Groupon is. And I promise that, uh, you know, you have people that say like, oh, I thought of that idea. It was, it was interesting. They totally beat me to it, like, obviously. And, but that, that, was, that was one of my ideas where I was like, dude, you should, to- you should totally have this, like, group coupon type thing that everybody could get on. And they, they, they took it way beyond uh, what I ever would have, have thought, and they've, they've done a masterful job. But that actually, I started a website, and um, and I have to be careful not to get in too much too much of the weeds of it. But I but I actually had uh, someone that I had teamed up with that had an existing uh, coupon website, and um, and I had this national um, national network group across the United States that was going to have um, you know 150 plus locations for for people that were looking for a way to bring more value into their community, which we were going to do by having these like group group coupons, um, as well as just like a, a general coupon site for people to be able to advertise their businesses by using uh, SEO for a landing page um, of, of their company, kind of like a mini website. Um, it, the main premise was that people we're spending way too much money on the advertisement that's sent in the mail. And a lot of people just get it in the mail and they throw it right in the garbage. So it was, it was creating a more effective way for people to get in front of people with a little bit of a, a couponing uh, concept tied with it. So I did that and I used to really hate admitting this, but it failed miserably. And the uh, uh, and actually I shouldn't say it failed miserably. As far as financially, it failed miserably. It actually was uh, was catching some pretty good steam. Um, but as far as running running the business, I was a one man show trying to do everything. Like I I got into the web development side. I got into the image creation side, to the copywriting, to to marketing in general. I mean, I was I was literally doing it all. I spent. Uh, like $45,000 on the website itself. And, you know, I made money, but I didn't, I I got killed by the the cash. Cash is king. Cash flow just killed me. So again, I used to, as I mentioned, I used to hate like admitting that, but that's what got me into the whole marketing element of it. And that's what introduced me to Infusionsoft because Infusionsoft was, as I stumbled, stumbled upon, was a way for me to automate a lot of my marketing. So here you can imagine, obviously, Daryl, you having uh, dealt with Infusionsoft, it, it, uh, it's such a powerful tool while also having such a learning curve of really- <laughs> Confusionsoft, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so one, once you have it figured out, it just has so much that it can do for you and so much power. But being, once again, the one-man band trying to do everything, uh, but that was my introduce, introduction into Infusionsoft. And, uh, and so my, my story literally goes that I had – I put everything I had into making this, this business that I just shared with you work. And uh, not many people know this except uh, my wife and a few family members. I had $300 in my bank account, and, uh, and I was sitting there going, okay – 
I've got to move on. Like it was so hard to, to let mm-hmm. go of that dream. Yeah. Especially once you've invested so much in it, right? Oh, totally. And I had uh, friends and family members that they contributed to investing a little bit to help pay for uh, the cost that, you know, that I had incurred. And so I also had, I was letting go of that dream uh, and that commitment for them. And, uh, but I, I, I took the leap. So because I had, I had kind of fallen in love with what Infusionsoft could do, I literally walked into their offices. This is when they were a lot smaller. Um, <laughs> they were like uh, 135 employees, I think, the day that I walked in. And I, I just started asking questions. And without getting into the that story, I ended up working at an Infusionsoft. And, and what was fun was... I became a unique, I, I just had a, a unique ability to speak to people that were trying to use Infusionsoft because I had been through it myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, 98 plus percent, and I, I don't, that's not 100% accurate on that percentage, but probably pretty pretty close. 98% of the people that work at Infusionsoft have never really used it in As their a business. business. Owner. Yeah, they're just right? they're trained. Yeah, they're trained employees. That's, yeah. So, so that's where I, I had the, um, like the opportunity and really the, really the blessing of, as you mentioned, I soon became uh, responsible for their, their big partner accounts because I just, I was able, I had experienced it myself. I, I, uh, I wasn't at the level of those big marketers, you know, I, uh, in the, in the years that I was there at Infusionsoft, I was able to. Uh, you know, sit across a chair and spend do some marketing strategy sessions with with some of the best of the best, like those names that you mentioned. But that's how that's how it all got started. That's how it all evolved. And then from from going from accounting to to home construction to trying my own thing to years later going, wow, I'm actually really good at this whole online marketing thing and if you would have said that five years ago that hey you're actually you're going to be really good at this software tool i would say you're crazy i'm I'm not a nerd in software what are you talking about so so that's how um i got that introduction that's my my background story into that that's awesome that's really awesome and you kind of already said some of what i said previously but maybe you can allude to it or expand on it a bit but the next thing I want to ask is kind of what were some of the biggest challenges you went through? And I really appreciate your candor in that because I know it's – I mean they always say – you always hear about that, that you know, serial entrepreneurs, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they fail. Like you have to fail. Like the first time you rode a bike, it wasn't perfect, right? And that's yeah. how we learn. But it's so hard to get people to admit it. Every, what is it they say? That quote, uh, success – has many fathers, but failure is an orphan, you know? And so whenever someone's successful, they're like, oh yeah, that's my training partner. Oh yeah. You know, I was with him on his way up, you know, like everyone wants to touch the magic troll, but when something goes wrong, nobody wants to uh, accept ownership. So um, just first of all, thank you for, for sharing that. Now I want to, I guess, kind of ask then, so having looked inside these big businesses too, especially where I'm sure from the outside, everything looks like it's like magical. Do you feel that there were any common challenges a lot of these different clients and, 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 and business owners were facing? Yeah, there's two main ones. Um, and, uh, and, and before answering that, I want to, I want to paint a little bit of a picture of, uh, so that people understand how deep I was with some of these companies. So it gives a little bit of flavor to, uh, to the answer that I'm about to provide. And, uh, and for example, um, at GKIC, uh, Glazer Kennedy inner circle where, uh, D- Dan Kennedy, um, you know, he, for years now he's, he and, and Glazer have, have been separated, but I 
was sent to their headquarters five times to meet with their top people and sit down with uh, with their marketing team and figure out what needed to happen in order to make Infusionsoft function properly and be more effective and optimized. And uh, and so again, the reason I share that is, I mean, we had, when I say five times, those were full day sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some of those, they were two day sessions where we were just digging into everything. In their business, yeah. Yep. And so that, that includes the marketing automation side. It also includes like the, uh, although Infusionsoft isn't uh, a replacement for QuickBooks, but you know, they're pulling on all their, their sales numbers and reports yep. and their automated billing, you know, just all of, all the weeds of, of everything involved in their business and, and in relation to Infusionsoft. So also, um, the same thing could be said for like Laura Langmeyer, um, had several, several sessions going to her office in Lake Tahoe, which is, which is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich Sheffrin, you know, just th- those people to where it wasn't just a, you know, some phone calls of like, Hey, can you get my help? Or can we get your help with infusing stuff? Something's wrong. Like I'm, I'm spending time with them. So. And just for the people who maybe don't know, I mean, if you're a loyal listener, they probably heard me mention Infusionsoft a few times. We're not trying to sell the software. There are alternatives. I don't know if there's anyone that can do quite what Infusionsoft does yet. And to be honest, um, you know, Press and I no longer really, well, Press no longer really represents Infusionsoft, but I'm always looking for an alternative because they say the worst number of businesses is one. And Infusionsoft has a love-hate thing, but when we talk about the software tool, people, if you're not familiar with it, it really does allow you to automate, like, I I won't say everything, but a large percent. There are a high volume of seven-figure-plus businesses that use this tool to automate pretty much everything from start to finish. And, you you know, and it's, you know, there's been people doing it before Infusionsoft came along, but Infusionsoft kind of saw that. Um, you know, and was custom doing uh, software for people that were trying to do that. And they just tried to bring it all into one umbrella, one roof. So even though we talk about Infusionsoft, we're talking about the software, like you said, when you do these day sessions, it's not just like, oh, well, let's get you set up with, you know, your profile. Let's, let's fill in your profile page. Like, it's not that at all. It is like, where are you generating your leads from? How do you nurture them? Do you have a standard process to bring them from a lead to a customer? Do you help generate, multi- like, what do you do to generate multiple? multiple sales from someone once they've bought all the things like how do you follow up with people when you're having payment issues like every like I just again like with Preston to just help fill it in like even though we're talking about you know helping having consultation set up in Fusionsoft we're really talking about the entire business as a whole soup to nuts from just you know free content out on the internet to you know they're they're asking for refunds or they're buying their 13th uh, product from you type thing so sorry Preston you can go ahead but I just wanted to say that because we keep saying Infusionsoft and if anyone here is listening to this and they don't know anything about it, they might think this is just about some software tool and it's not like it is a tool, but it's, you know, it's about much bigger, broader than that. So, and you kind of already said that anyways, but. Well, that's, that's probably the best non plug I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I appreciate you saying that. And, and I, I piggyback it uh, as well. I'm, I'm not promoting Infusionsoft in any way. It's just a part of the story. So I'll, I'll I'll go back into answering that question uh, when you asked like what uh, what what was it that I actually saw 
was happening as as everything can look good from the outside like you look at mm-hmm. at GKIC and go okay yeah they're successful you look at Laura Laura Langmeyer and those other names and say yeah okay those those people are successful um, and even on the outside with your own business um, you know speaking to all you out there that they're listening that that I'm sure some of you are going no there mine's probably a mess and people see it right away right but uh, but there's others <laughs> where they they can familiarize to where it's like yeah people think everything's fine but they don't realize I've got a lot of broken stuff, and, I, and I'll just yeah. say every single company has a lot of broken stuff a lot or of broken stuff. <laughs> some things that, that could be optimized. So the first thing, and, and, I, and I won't use any specific names uh, as far as who, who fell into what category, but uh, the first main one when it came to uh, systems in general. So, yes, they were using Infusionsoft, but systems in general, one of the, the, the big things that I found was a disconnect between upper leadership and their awareness about about what system is being used and understanding the complexity behind or or the amount of time that goes into making sure not only that those systems to keep those systems operating the way that they should but the amount of time that's needed to test to to do all the things that that really should be put into uh, a successful marketing launch, um, because usually, um, and this this one is literally across the board. I have not found one company that um, actually uh, Dan Bradbury would be the exception because he 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 dug into a lot of the, uh, the Infusionsoft, the tool itself. But other than other than him, I didn't find one company where there wasn't a one of the leaders that's saying, hey, this is what we should go to market. This is what we should do next. Do this. Change the plan. Go this direction. And not having a realization of the trickle-down effect that that has within the company. So whether so whether you're a big com- whether you're a big company and you're listening in, or even if you're you're a solo entrepreneur and you keep doing that to yourself, you know, to where you go, you know what? I'm gonna change. I'm gonna go a different direction. Uh, the concept is is the same with a little less complexity that that you can, if you're an entrepreneur, you can make those changes yourself. But what you're doing is you're you're um, you're taking uh, some steps back every time, as opposed to going, hey, you know what? It's okay to go to market with what we have. Uh, meaning, both things. It's okay to stick to a plan and then optimize that plan. Once it has finished, and you can see you can see the data and the statistics and how it performed. Too often, uh, it's too often what happens is it's like, oh no, I'm not getting the numbers that I'm that I was anticipating a quarter way through this process. So we need to change everything. And it's like, no, you you need to do two things. You either need to take more time to plan better on the front end, or you need to just let it ride itself out and and see what's happening. And you might find out as we as I've seen so many times that uh, that sometimes people they just need a little bit longer before you're closing them, especially when we're using a lot of this automation. Mm-hmm. And and when you're you're jumping the gun too often, you're shooting yourself in the foot with that with that gun that you used to jump um, by. Saying, "Hey, we got to we got to make a change. The number numbers aren't working." So that that was one of the main ones. Was just that, and that was kind of two things together. Where having people that too often are, you know, they have the creative mind and they're they're very smart. I mean, we're talking some very smart marketers out there, but they aren't operationally minded and they aren't process minded. 
and for them to actually uh, have have to have a strong relationship with someone within their company. And the reason I say strong relationship is because usually uh, people can be those creative mind geniuses that are running businesses. They're also very strong willed, right? Like, like, Hey, I, I know what I'm doing. And again, I, I've got, I've got 10 names here. So what I'm, what I'm sharing is not, um, yeah, you're not, you're not trying to call anyone out, but yeah, at exactly. the same time, I'm part of why I'm chuckling is I'm, I'm like, Preston, who are you talking about here? You know, like, Hey, this is my show. Why are you talking about me like that for Like, <laughs> so it's all good, man. No, all good. So, so there's that uh, element where, you know, too often, um, you know, they, th- there's that need to be able to, uh, to plan ahead, to actually be able to accept when your team, uh, and again, I, I, uh, I almost want to say a couple names so, so that, uh, so that makes it a little bit more real, but I think I need to li- be a little bit careful there, but literally in traveling around, I would sit there and see these teams that were paralyzed by how to respond to their boss who's their boss like mm-hmm. the founder of the company and again i'm i'm being very uh in, intently i'm saying as i traveled around meaning i saw this again and again, again and again and again that the team would be paralyzed as soon as the kingpin he or she would say this is what we need to do and people didn't feel um empowered to say no um, that's not that we shouldn't do that, or at least we shouldn't do that right now. And, and so that was one of the areas that was the first things that stood out to me again and again was having the relationship with your team or with yourself as an entrepreneur. And, and as I shared my story earlier that I, I know I can, in looking back, I know where I failed that I put too much attention to detail. I was, I was working too hard to get stuff exactly right. And I was taking my eye off the ball of selling, and that's where I, I lost that uh, that challenge with with uh, with, ca- with cash flow. So the second thing, um, in in relation to all that, is I started to allude to it when I said the the upper management, you know, they're not the ones that are using whatever systems you're using, whether it's Infusionsoft, whether it's um, you know what whatever it may be. And so when they're asking their team to, uh, to do this or do that and they don't understand the effort that goes into making all that work and, and flow and function on a consistent basis without having, break it, having breakage, one of the, um, one of the mistakes that, that I also seen out there is that people don't um, invest in getting the right people to use those systems. What I mean by that is that is too often I've seen that contractors will get hired and and I know some people this this might make them mad but I'm just going to be very transparent about it there's there are some real experts out there they exist and and there's people that are good at what they do um, but and I'll, I'll use Infusionsoft uh, as an example for example Infusionsoft has uh, like a partner certification that people can get. But I'm just going to flat out say getting that partner certification does not make you an expert. And and too often I saw way too many people that would hire these these consultants, these quote unquote experts, and and they would many times hire two or three 
because they could never get one consultant, you know, full time. And so they're like, all right, well, well, let's have, uh, and I call them chefs. So these consultants that are running your, your systems are your chefs. And uh, so they have one chef that runs the kitchen uh, while another chef is running a part of the kitchen at the same time or walking in in the middle of uh, in the middle of, uh, you know, um, dinner time for for the restaurant itself and just going, uh, wait a minute, you just asked me to step in here and I don't I don't cook what this chef cooks and I don't do it the way this chef this chef does it. And so that that's another thing that was a that was a common issue is that they just had too many chefs in the kitchen. They weren't putting the investment into getting people or a even one person that could just run the show and say, "Okay, I got it." To piggyback on that, for those that that did find and and I don't mean to when I say one person, I don't mean to say that one person can do everything, but one person that takes the lead, one person that takes the 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 reins and says, "Okay, I know how these systems work mm-hmm. and and I know when to tell you not to touch my systems and and my processes and the mark and the marketing that's running right now because if you do if you walk in here and say hey this is my idea of the day and this is what we would do I consider all those marketing funnels like glass tubes with water running through them and they come in and they start they start poking at them which which starts creating all sorts of, you know, they're glass. They start leaking, they start breaking, and then you spend more time trying to fix it and clean it up than you do actually optimizing your mar- your marketing efforts itself. Yep, yep. Well said, well said. So to recap, and I, th- I you said a few things there, and I want to recap these because I think you dropped some real nuggets on people, and I don't want I want to make sure that none of the lessons are lost because you're dropping gold here. So one of the key things that you said was a disconnect from management and the people having to to implement, and that's because and I that's where I was making the joke there. Are you talking about me? And that's because as a visionary, I'm not a good detail person. I'm the person like you tell me you need something done. I will. I just find a way and get it done. But there's a lot of people who don't have that confidence or that proactive attitude or just previous experience, you know, in that field to where they feel confident enough to even try. So a lot of people need a process or a system or not only that, but if you have eight people following you, if you're breaking trail and you have eight people following you after you cut your way through the jungle and they're supposed to pave the road, everyone has a role. Someone's there with a chainsaw. Someone there's with like a a plow to turn the dirt. Someone's there, you know, to put the cement down or the pour the, you know, the, the asphalt down and the dude's got to come over and with the big thing and smooth it out, you know? And so when, like you said, when you change directions or you say you're going to do something differently, that means that everything that they're doing behind you may change and it may adjust and you are so unaware of it. So that was a really good one. And I liked that mentioned there because I think there's probably a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this where you said something I think is extremely valuable. Like a CEOs and entrepreneurs need an operations and process minded right hand person to help translate almost that and also even slow them down because a lot of times the entrepreneurs are visionaries and they're, you know, new and they're, they're an idea, they're idea people, they're creative people. But like you said, sometimes you just have to commit to a plan and you can share the ideas and make plans for the ideas, but I respect that they have to be shelved until you're done what you're currently doing. So I love that. 
That was really, really good. You also mentioned how the relationship with the team is important um, and investing in the right people for the job. And I think that that's a really powerful key there because we beat the drum of having a really good team all the time on the show because that's just, you know, all the company is is a collection of people trying to achieve a common goal. And if you don't have the right people, you know, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. If you're on a team trying to win a gold, uh, gold medal at the Olympics for rowing and you've got... I don't even know how many people are on a rowing team, but we'll say eight people and two of them decide to become chain smokers. You have to understand how that's going to affect the team. Even though they're good people, everything like that, you have to understand that that might hurt us if we're trying to win a gold medal at the Olympics for rowing. If two people on our team are deciding to smoke a pack to five packs of cigarettes a day. So investing in the right people for the job. And in fact, one of the people that I look up to, um, you know, it's funny. He says when he hires people, he gives it, he invests so much time in it. He says he likes to work with small SWAT-like teams people who are in very intimately connected together and that when he hires someone to onboard him to a team, usually by the time he's chosen the right person, he spent at least eight hours with them before, before accepting them onto the team. The whole eight hours, he's been, been ready to just turn them down, you know, and that's just to really just give them small projects and let's, you know, you know, just like walk into it. They say hire slow, fire quick. So that was a really, really good one. The next thing that you said was keeping your eye on selling. How you mentioned at the beginning that cash flow is king. You can have a lot of account receivables, but you can get choked up and end up, you know, uh, above what in, uh, in water over your head. And deep water, if you're not keeping your eye on selling, keeping sales through the door, making sure you got enough cash to help you float. So those were just the ones that I managed to just write down um, while you were talking that I thought were really great tips, just really, really powerful. And anyone listening to this, if any of those resonated to you, then you know you got some work to do because, um, you know, I mean, there's always things to solve and work on. But I think right there, Preston, like that's just, I don't know, that's just really powerful. So did I miss anything? Uh, no, one thing I wanted to piggyback in using the analogy that you said of, of the, the Olympic rowers, uh, the other thing that, that mistake that, that I've seen made is, as you said, we're using this Olympic rowing team as a comparison to a, your own team within your business. And, and I'm thinking specifically uh, just for now for like your marketing team. And too often what will happen is, is, is people will say, okay, rower number two you're you're pretty good at uh, at doing a few other things. Let's have you do this and this and this as well as continue rowing in sync with the entire team. <laughs> and um, and what happens is you know all of a sudden instead of having a well oiled machine of people that are just rowing rowing rowing, you've got you've got rower number two that's all of a sudden going ah I'm I'm trying to keep up with you guys, but I can't because I'm doing so many other things, or let me put another twist on it. Uh, and, and this one is, is an area where I have a ton of passion about because it's hard. It's hard to find people that know systems. So whether it's Infusionsoft, well, whether it's whatever system that it is, that also know marketing and too often, or vice versa, people that know marketing that understand the system side and uh, in this world of, of, that I've lived in for a, a lot of my years, um, working at Infusionsoft and dealing with entrepreneurs, is I get it because you're like, man, if I could afford, if you will, like a dedicated marketing director, and if I could afford a dedicated director of operations, I'd do it. 
and a lot of people, unfortunately, uh, either they, they, they can't afford it or they think they can't afford it. And, and I'll get into the think they can't afford it in a bit. So the, um, so what happens is literally that is one of the keys. So if, if one of the messages when I was sharing, when I was saying like the whole chefs in the kitchen, that's another thing you have to be careful is instead of going, okay, that I, from what Preston was saying, that means I need to get one person. And it's like, well, wait, you need to be, you need to be careful. You need to get one person who takes the lead in each area. And, uh, and so on the operations side, have someone who owns that, who you have that relationship with. That can, I love how you said it, Daryl. That can that can take what you say as the creative mind and translate that. Because I do that. I do that all the time. I'm translating it into okay, okay, okay. You're saying all of this, but here's the nitty gritty of what you're saying, and here's actually what we can implement, or here's even a better way that we can make that more effective. But I don't want to derail from the point of. Um, too often people are hiring these, these experts and consultants and thinking that they are masters at marketing and the operation side. I'm going to tell you, they're so rare that you, you need to assume that whoever it is that's doing the work for you doesn't know both to the level that you, that you want them to need them to. Now, again, they exist, uh, they do exist. I, uh, without self, well, I guess I kind of am self. I am one of them, <laughs> but, uh, they, th- it is such, it, th- one of the reasons that I'm one of them is because I've been in the weeds for both. And so that's the part when you're, when you're, when you're spending time with people and hiring them. And I, I totally agree, Daryl, that you said, uh, of, uh, of the gentleman that spends eight hours with people. I just did that. I literally spent, um, I don't know if it was eight hours, but a minimum of six hours um, on a hire that I'm that I'm looking for, and I've spent two and a half months for this hire, and that's because I know that if I get it right, and I've got a, a gel of a team that just functions, that that's when we're going to take off. Instead of just going, okay, I'm going to hire someone. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that they do both my marketing and my my systems my operations side. Uh, oh, by the way, I was thinking of throwing a couple more things like running our social media and all this other stuff because because they're in that space, right? They can do all that. And the answer is no. You need to have a dedicated person that does what they're good at, and don't pull other people uh, into that same space with them. Like get the right person, get them to lead it. And then get the next right person for the other for the other elements, whether it's the marketing side. And even if you have to, here's some advice I have: is you save so much more money by getting people that know their marketing and and consult and asking for their consulting, and having them help you put together strategies and uh, and plans to follow. Then if you said, well, okay, I I I can't afford, or the part where I don't think I can afford. Okay, you maybe you instead of hiring a full-time marketing director, go find that consultant that really knows what they're doing, lay out a, a strategy, a process, and be okay with sticking with it, paying a little bit extra than than you may like to. That usually means you got the right person. And and then finding your operation, having some uh, an operations person, I'm just gonna say it. 
get a full-time person. And if you, and if you can't, if you're small enough that you can't get a full-time person, uh, actually I just, I want to say that in a different way. If you're a big company, quit screwing around with multiple consultants, get full-time people to build your team. It's night and day difference, night and day difference. And if you're a smaller company, uh, or an entrepreneur, get someone that, um, that you can have like on retainer. It, there's a huge difference between, um, just having a consultant that's kind of there when you need them. No, you, you, you need someone who's partnered with you, if you will. And that's what I mean at a minimum, having that retainer to where it's like, look, I'm, I'm here to take care of you, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Consultant, and I'm having you become a part of my team for at, at least being dedicated to what's happening here with us. And people that aren't at a minimum on retainer, and I'm not saying this in any, you know, I'm not getting. Yeah, there's no, there's no investment. Like there's no benefit to you yet. Yeah, I don't get anybody's portion percentage of proceeds, but literally um, I'm just, I'm just telling you that that alone is an indicator of a difference maker of how, of uh, when you've found, it, it also is, it kind of lets you know when you found the right person. Like if someone doesn't kind of go that direction and say like, hey, um, and this is my opinion, but I, I think it, I think it's real. Like if they don't go the direction after doing some consulting with you of like, Hey, um, I'd like to get on retainer. Then they either aren't interested enough in your business to truly get involved or they're not good enough to even have the, the, the gumption to go there. Yeah. 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 I think that's a really good way to help people. Cause I know that a common thing, um, the common complaint from people is not knowing when to hire or when to onboard. So for some of these key roles, I think that's a great strategy, you know, to not have 40 consultants, but vet them well. Uh, like you even said, you know, not that price necessarily determines quality, but especially when you're talking about marketing and sales, if someone knows what they're capable of, they're not going to discount themselves. I know even for myself, in fact, to be very transparent, actually even just yes, last night, I sent someone a proposal for exactly what you're talking about, having me on retainer and we're going to hire a project manager because I'm not the operations person and that will be the operations person that works there. I'll commit a couple hours a week type thing. Um, but just the fact of when like for me, the proposal, the price that I submitted, I already warned them that they may not like the price I submit to them. And that's because you're asking me to take my time and attention away from my own business, you know, and I'm doing it because there might be some long term game and there's stability and diversity. Um, so I like to have multiple projects on the go. But at the same time, like just talking about myself, like I've helped generate millions of dollars for clients and I've have run my own launches and I've been. So if you want to get my time and my focus where I could do something over here and keep a larger percentage of the pie. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you, like you said, it's, it's someone in the marketing and sales profession. Uh, price doesn't always determine quality or level of expertise or track record or any of that. But like you said, you just want to make sure you vet the right person and know that it's an investment. And then like you said, even there, you know, have maybe supporting people, but get someone you can have kind of there on as a consultant. And ideally, like you said, move them to being on retainer and then potentially bring them on board. Um, I think that's a great strategy because a lot of people are afraid. And honestly, like a mishire, you know, it can be really expensive. You know, it can be really time consuming and expensive. And once you figure out you don't have the right person, how do you, you know, get them out? And it's just, it's a big ordeal. So um, that's a really good tip. 
if I may piggyback just on exactly what you just said, um, is, and this is this is where I feel so bad for people because I also was there. I hired some consultants, and you you just you don't know what you don't know, and you're like, you know what? I'm I'm trying to trust these people that they know what they're doing. So here's my advice. You go to people that you know have a good person. So, for example, um, you go to successful people, and you're probably not going to have a chance in the world of hiring the person that they're using. But go to that person because what you do is you ask, and you just say, hey, can you please point me in the right direction? Who should I reach out to? Mm. Who who knows what they're doing? Because I tell you – I have a very good indication of who knows what they're doing. And Daryl is another example that has a very good indication of knows what they're doing. And we'd be happy to say, Hey, uh, you should go to these five people and you, and you may or may not be able to find that one of those five people are available, but those people, um, are ones that you at least are kind of getting that chain of trust on who knows what they're doing. So it's a small little thing. It kind of seems like, yeah, duh, but, um, but, but so powerful because it help it helps and it alleviates you knowing, Hey, I'm not just picking from a list of, of consultants that I find, you know, in the marketplace. Right. I'm not going to some directory, some co- coaches association and picking someone out of their membership roster. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and be willing, be willing, like, like we're talking about, be committed to pay a little. If it hurts a little bit, then you're making the right choice. And I'm I, I'm I'm fully full time employed, so I'm in no way saying that in any way to try and get people to pay me more. Um, I, I'm I mean that, like I I passionately mean that, um, and that's because, as Daryl said, those are the ones that know what they're doing, and you're going to lose money by. Uh, working with people that just don't know what they are doing or to the level to bring in the success, uh, to bring in the, the, the cash flow, the revenue to make your life just so much easier by dealing with those that truly know what they're doing. And, and that's, that's a part of that indicator. Yep. And, you know, and for, for the listeners that have been following me and even if we haven't spoken, I value and appreciate you. And I'm just want to be fully transparent in the sense of actually, I just recently added someone to my team where it was a little bit painful and it was me realizing exactly like you said, Preston, I would avoid the pain. I mean, I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur buy low, sell high all the way through, you know, and I've done some great things, but I was always wonder, and it would frustrate me. Why would I be capable of accomplishing bigger, better, greater things with a lot of my clients than I'd done for myself. And it was frustrating because I've still had success, but not in the same capacity I accomplished with my clients. And I'm like, what is it? Is it just that I'm more objective when I work with clients or what is this? But one of the things that I realized is the team, the caliber of some of the people they're working with. I was avoiding the painful hire. So it's just, I'm, I'm, I don't know if this is my baptism or something, but you know, like I've actually got a new motto where I've hired, I hired a copywriter that's charging me way more than I'm comfortable with, um, you know, and a couple other people, but, and you know, I know even with the copy, that doesn't necessarily mean the copy is going to be working gangbusters, but I've already noticed that there's a level of professionalism of foresight 
of understanding pitfalls and just be a proactivity because they've been there and done that before. That's a relief because now I'm not working with people that I have to coach and train and bring up, you know, or they're kind of where I need them to be, but I got to invest in some time in them. Like these people, they're coming to the game. They're like almost like they just got off someone else's team that was in the race, you know, where I was, you know, the same place that I was. And it's just, it's really been, I mean, Right at the time of this recording, at least it's been three weeks and we've accomplished in three weeks what it's taken me three months previously to do. So it's just been awesome. So awesome. So power, all the power to you, Preston. This is really good stuff. Again, people listening, I really hope you're taking notes. There's no magic room. Preston and I aren't going to get off the call and be like, ah, thank goodness we got all that garbage out of the way. And now let's go talk about the real business building stuff like this is it. I mean, Preston's working with the company. They really do have an email list, you know, 600,000 probably plus emails doing millions of dollars. Again, both of us have done million dollar launches and campaigns. This is the real deal stuff you're getting here. So it is really, really good. Now, Preston, do you feel that there's any habits? Are there any habits that you notice or, well, you know what? I want to say the habits, but aside from the habits, because it's more of like as the owner, like a habit that you have to have to keep everything on check. So I guess aside from that, I guess I want to know more of like what are the what are the highest ROI activities that are working for you guys right now? What are the things that, um, or I guess when you say you're really good at marketing, like the, having the marketing mind and the operations mind, what? If you had to help someone who is struggling and starting out, what would be your crash course on both? We've already talked about some things for sure, but going through the process, like, sorry, I feel like that's not a, I think that I feel like that's too vague of a question. Do you get what I'm trying to get at though? I think so. I have different approaches, right? Like if we're, and so if you'd like me to, not that I'll spend a ton of time on it, but I'll answer that question for like like uh, entrepreneurs and small businesses as opposed to those that are already making at least a million or more, that answer is different. You want me to tackle those separately? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So I'll, I'll keep it brief because we, we've kind of talked a, a, a little bit about it on uh, for the entrepreneurs and, and, uh, and really what that is. And I just want to say I feel your pain. I'm literally thinking about the memories of, of when I was going through that, of you're sitting there going – you know what? I I don't have I don't have the money to get someone's help. I just need to figure out how to do this myself. Um, and so when you say like the the use the word habits, or I was thinking like characteristic, is first off, you need to be willing to go. You know what? I may be able to figure this out, Daryl. I think you and I have a certain personality where we're like, you know what? We'll figure anything out, <laughs> anything. But you have to weigh that with how much time am I going to lose and an opportunity am I going to lose by trying to figure out and I'll throw in the word everything, but even for those that are like, okay, I don't try to figure out everything. But when you're figuring out stuff, that's not, uh, th- that's just not time effective or, or cost effective, go find those people that will literally help launch you in the direction you want to go. And so in in cases like it could be, you know, what I've got this business idea, but I'm not quite sure, you know, kind of how to formulate it. Go find a person. And obviously I would start with if you have friends, family members, somebody to where I would ask for those favors of that guy that, you know, that uh, 
that knows marketing or knows uh, business concepts in general, they love, I, I had someone just like three weeks ago, reach out to me and say, hey, can I pick your brain? I love providing that. So reach out to those people because the, the, they're probably more than happy to help get you in, in the right direction. Quit spending time going, oh, you know what, I'll figure this out. Go to those people. Secondly, in the areas where you, if you need to hire someone, like I'll just tell you right now, like if you've never, uh, or if you're if you're at a novice or a beginner when it comes to putting together a marketing strategy or plan, quit trying to figure it out yourself and sit down with someone who knows what they're doing and let them launch your business. And I'm not I'm not joking about that because I did that. I I tried to figure it out and figure it out, and finally I bit the bullet. And I hired, it's funny, I actually hired, um, oh, why can't I think of his names right now? Martineau. Oh, Brad Martineau. Brad Martineau, yep. Brad Martineau who, who runs Six Division, and Six Division didn't, didn't exist then for those that happen to know it, but you know they're making, I don't know how many millions now, but they're making millions now. But I actually hired him before he was making millions, and, and so it was costing me, cost me a little, a little bit. But he literally sat down and just said, great. I understand your business concept. You should do this and this and this and this and this. And I was just like, that would have taken me three months to literally figure all that out. Um, so, um, so that's my answer for like the, the small business, the entrepreneur, like literally just pick the area that you know, uh, that you need help in quit trying to figure it out yourself, hire someone that knows what they're doing, glean from, uh, the the sessions with them so that you can uh, keep going uh, and 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 take what you learn and and implement it in other ways, but go find those people. So for a bigger business, what you need to have happening is making sure that you have a cohesive team, and that's you know one of those phrases like oh yeah okay, but a cohesive team, and I'll be specific, that is run by someone who is taking the lead on the operations throughout the entire company. Someone who knows what's happening and they don't have to be running obviously all departments, but they, they are the one that's responsible for operationally and process what is happening across all departments. Right. Because you do two things. You then have someone who is creating that cohesiveness. So when I use that phrase said, you know, have a cohesive team, well, that's how you get it, is you get someone who, who actually um, can see what's happening across all departments. Um, that also invokes communication across all departments when you've got one person who's taking the lead who then knows to pull in team members and say, hey, let's, let's have a charter meeting. Let's have a session to where we actually all get on the same page. By the way, while all of you are throwing out your ideas um, I'm personally thinking about all the operational process implications that, that are happening here so we don't go off and do stuff and, and start uh, uh, hurting each other and in, in, uh, being in kind of separate worlds. Uh, and I'll give, I'll give examples of, uh, you know, if, if the marketing team is, isn't working uh, operationally cohesive with the sales team, you're missing a ton of opportunity, number one. And number two, you may be, uh, you may be hurting them. Uh, if you're focusing on sale, 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 as opposed to, hey, let's nurture, 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 and let's see how we can automate uh, that. People that attend, this is a quick example. People that attended a webinar, they didn't buy straight away, <clears throat> but we're nurturing them. 
And then as soon as they go to uh, an order page, let's have some systems in place that knows that, hey, Daryl, who attended this webinar, he stayed for X number of minutes. So he he stayed a significant amount to to truly get the concepts of what you're teaching. He He even clicked to the order page. Now, even though it's days later, he's back on that order page looking. And as soon as he leaves that order page, give him give him five minutes. And if he doesn't buy, so you're doing the marriage between operation and then tying it to the sales team. If he doesn't buy, um, have the salesperson be notified to call him. Now, obviously, there's a lot of things involved there. That, that means you had to have collected their phone number and there's strategic uh, – um, good ways, not like, uh, you know, creep, na- creepy. I don't know why I'm thinking of that word, but like, you know, just that, like, ah, oh, I don't want to give you my phone number. There's, there's, uh, ethical, there's ethical a- tactful ways to get. Yes. Thank you. Um, but what you just did is having someone tying it back to the operational person who's thinking for not only the company as a whole and their own department, but all departments. And, and they've just created that cohesiveness and that communicate communication that you're marketing, is uh, is triggering something for your salesperson to work in a timely manner so that your salesperson reaches out to that person and it's a relevant call as opposed to a cold call of like you know hey daryl i'm just reaching out how you doing it's like no hey i can see that that uh, that you're and you can go different routes you can just say hey i want to reach out to you uh i'm following up i see, see that you attended the webinar and in their mind they're going holy cow, I was just looking at that order page. What a coincidence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they're in that they're in that momentum, if you will, of they're obviously thinking about it or they wouldn't have gone to that page again. They wouldn't be searching around um, on your website kind of looking at your products and stuff. That's the time when your salesperson should be calling or at a minimum you should have automation that's shooting an email out to them saying, uh, you know, hey, I want to know if there's any way that we can help. Uh, you know, just a reminder about the discount, what, whatever that is, that's the type of stuff that we're talking about. Um, too often with big companies, they just didn't have that, that cohesiveness across all departments by having someone who understands whatever systems you're using enough to be able to uh, create effectiveness throughout all departments and, and provide more revenue for the business, which just allows you to get more people that know what they're doing and grow and, and better the, the business as a whole. Yep. I mean, I think a good analogy for it, it's, it's kind of like, um, I mean, there's probably a lot of marketers here, so they understand the concept of funnel and it's almost like the handoff process, you know? So that's essentially what you're saying. You've got all these different people in your business spinning plates. If you ever seen those guys like on the talent shows and stuff, they put, plates on sticks and they get them spinning. I mean, essentially that's what a business is. A business is you're trying to juggle all these balls. You have all these plates spinning on sticks. And when you're the solopreneur, you get the first one going and, oh, I got this one going. And then you get two going because you're getting sales and now you're delivering the product. And then you get three going because you got to do the billing stuff and the admin stuff. And then you get four and five going. And then there's too many plates. Some of them are falling over and crashing and you're having to get them started again. And that's when you get key people, key leads for each spinning plate in your business. But then when you have that, it's not just people spinning plates. There's also, it's also like a chain gang where people are handing things off to each other. And that's where you say like, it helps to have an operation person who owns and sees the picture as a whole, um, you know, almost like a pit boss type thing that can see 
where the handoffs are happening, because just like a funnel, if there's a hole in the funnel, that can cause a lot of leakages, breakages. And it's almost if anyone knows the theory of constraints, you know, if each step of your process has a capacity for 100, whatever that 100 leads, 100 sales, whatever, but there's some part the handoff is failing or it's awkward, that will limit everything past that point. If it's limited or awkward, instead of having the capacity of 100, it has a capacity of 10, then you're limiting what you're capable of by not having someone there that can really help make sure that that handoff transition goes smooth and identify those. So I think that's a great tip. So um, again, I mean, it's kind of just repeating what we said before about the right team, but I think that's a really key critical component. On this call, we've talked about like getting started, uh, building the team, where to keep your process, understanding yourself and being honest with yourself as the entrepreneur or the business owner, or maybe you're in a business and you're not the, you're not the entrepreneur. You're like, I got into this, but I'm really not the entrepreneur. Maybe you're listening to this and you feel like I am that operations person, but you're struggling with the leads and sales part. That's where we talk about the the other parts about investing in the right people for the job, build it to the team and scaling. And then, of course, when we have the high, like the big, big companies, um, first of all, a watch out for being bloated. Watch out that you've got too many people. I never mentioned this, but you talked about it before with the rowing team about how um, – Maybe you got someone who's good at one thing, so you get them doing a lot of other similar type things. They call that – I don't know why it's called this, but I've, I learned it as called the Peter Principle, which is where you promote people to their highest level of incompetence. So maybe someone's such a good sales rep. You're like, wow, you're such a good sales rep. We'll have you be a sales rep and a sales trainer. And now they do the sales trainer job, and they do a good job at that. So you're like, wow, you're such a good trainer. We're going to make you the sales manager. And they do a good job at that. You're like, wow, we're going to make you the regional manager. And then they suck at that, but you can't demote them. Because it would, right? Because it's it would diminish the 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 recognition that you've given them for their their accomplishments. But now you've put them in a position where they're not competent, and so that's something to be capable, careful of as well. That uh, investing in the right people for the job, being willing to pay them more than maybe what you could get someone else to, if they're the right fit for you and if they've got what you need because it would be much more effective to say man you are such a good sales rep sales trainer sales uh manager you know we don't want to put you at the regional level because there's a lot of other responsibilities but you're so good at this let's just make sure we make sure you've got pay that you're happy with benefits that you're happy with and that way you're going to stay here and not go anywhere anytime soon so um that's a really good like that's a really good um overview for these things i think like it's not about necessarily specific marketing tactic it's not about the specific strategy but it really is like the glue that holds the business together um which is huge i mean that's such a big part of it so if you're listening to this and you're not a good sales rep or you're not a good marketer or you are a good sales rep and you are a good marketer but like i'd mentioned before myself needing an operations person and other people you know be be willing to invest in that talent i think that's just a really good message for the call and of course keep your eye on the selling keep your eyes on sales but at the same time to be proactive enough because you mentioned this at the very beginning of the call, Preston, I thought it was really smart because I've seen this where people do things out of desperation and desperation is a nasty place to come from. I got, I got one last thing that, uh, that would probably take like 60 seconds. Um, <clears throat> okay. So as we were just talking about, you know, hiring the right people and, and getting people that are in the right places. Um, one of the things that that I thought of when you were when you said like, hey, so if you're on the if you're listening and um, and you're a salesperson or whatever you may be, here, here's the, it's the same concept um, as far as the advice of like 
go spend money to get the right people. Same, likewise, spend money to improve yourself. And, um, and, and what I mean by that is if you're a salesperson and you're, and you'd like to become a sales manager, go take some management courses, minimum, like online. There's so many different managing courses to take that truly will teach you concepts that, that people are looking for that. If you're looking to be a manager, like you were talking to earlier, um, if you're a good salesperson and be, Hey man, you're such a good salesperson. You should lead a team. Well, what if you don't know how to do any of that stuff? Um, and that's why preparing yourself, if you have aspirations to get to whatever level that is, and, and I don't care about totem pole type terminology stuff, but if you have aspirations to grow and, and to uh, go a certain direction, be sure that you are uh, leveling yourself up with, with training, with knowledge, with education. And I'm just going to say, uh, and I'll be transparent for me, um, uh, recently, this, I really don't want this to sound like I'm trying to tote my, my position. It, it's not. Again, I, I don't care anything about totem pole stuff. But uh, recently was promoted to be VP of our company. Now, before I was promoted to be the VP, uh, the president of the company had enough wisdom to go, he's not ready to be a VP. And although he's killing it, and, and I was and I was and still am killing it in what I'm doing, he saw that, you know what, uh, in, in, there's some areas that he needs to grow. And guess what he did? He got me tied up, or not tied up, connected with an executive coach. And literally within months, um, I had skills that, that I didn't have before to prepare me for taking on that role. Now, again, I'm not all of a sudden this like, masterful, perfect VP of the company. I've still got things that I'm learning, but I just went through a, a, an amazing learning curve as by having someone, this executive coach, you know, been CEOs of other companies, someone who's been there, done that kind of back to that same concept of go hire someone who knows marketing, go hire someone who knows your operations, your, your systems, make sure you're getting the people in the right spot. Same thing. Um, we didn't just go hire some coach that was like, hey, well, let's talk about effectiveness and and uh, and communication. No, it was like this was an executive coach that was been there, done that. Let me tell you what you should do. Let me help you out through this scenario situation. Um, and it was it was uh, um, very important to my preparation um, as well as I'm continuing to get some training. Um, so I just wanted to say that because it never stops. It never, you never get to a point where you go, okay, cool. I got it all figured out. Um, and if you, and if you, and if you feel like you're at a point that you've got it all figured out, you're missing kind of the, the opportunity or the, the mark on realizing life is a continual progression. It's easy to say that and it sounds good and, and could be something that is, is put, put as a little label on Facebook that makes everybody go, oh, that, that's a great statement or whatever. But if you're not practicing it and if you're not literally making sure and taking the time uh, in your schedule, um, you're going to pass it by. A year is going to go by, two years going to go by, three years going to go by, and you didn't level up your game in a way that you could have. Um, don't let that pass you by.
Okay, so that's a great point. Honestly, Preston, you have to invest in yourself. And honestly, a lot of people, like depending what level you're at, you know, maybe you're just trying to get up and going. If most people, if they're engaged in business, they're paying their bills, sure, they have pressure, they have a mortgage, all this other stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all the pieces are going to go to the back of the box. I, I mean, we're all going to die someday. And so what's really important is to make this fun and challenging. And I think where things get scary and dangerous is when people isolate themselves and they like cover up a wound. You know, it's like that story of like the mouse that helps helps the lion with the the thorn in his paw, you know, like you, you build this ego and you get really, um, you just get really scared of sharing your situation with the world. And so you're not uh, willing to learn. You're not willing to have people come and look at it. You're not willing to spend the money to have people look at it, but it can be a night and day difference investing in yourself. Like you said, um, you know, the reality is, is that there's more humans that have come and gone than exist today. Um, and a lot of them were really smart people and already figured stuff out. You know, the pioneers get the arrows, the settlers get the land. So you don't have to figure everything out. So I think a really common theme to this call has been the one of mentorship and of coaching and of building the right team and even of just having the patience to do things right and make a plan to execute the plan based on I mean that's even I've trained with uh, world class athletes people training to go for the world championships in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and submission grappling and um, and catch his catch can wrestling and for a lot of these when these guys are getting ready for the world really what they'll do is they'll get one to three coaches that they've vetted and that they know like and trust they'll look at how they've they'll do some competitions that don't really matter just to get some like baseline data the coaches and everyone will make a game plan for training and progression and what they need to accomplish looking at the competition they're going to face on the, at the world championship level and then they execute you know and they just carry through and yeah they might have an injury and yeah they may miss some training days but they stick to that plan and they see it through and i just think that that's a really good place to to operate from so i think really i think the the message for this call is if anyone's listening to this and they've just been afraid to get more people involved they should think about who can you look up that may be able to take your business and even your personal life from where you are to the next level could your relationships be improved could you be doing more in sales could you be uh, taking better care care of your employees could your business be more organized and have have better operations better handoffs and how much money is it costing you to not get help to do these things just like you mentioned Preston I'm sure that executive coach didn't come cheap but now they've invested in you and you are an asset that will continue I mean it's why it's called human resources you are a resource for the company now that's now been enhanced you're you're like a, you're like Preston 2.0 you know what I mean or maybe 7.0 now with all the other training you've done you know and that's the thing you can never go wrong with investing yourself and really you know i know people that have made a ton of money and i know people that have not made a lot of money and there's happy and sad people in all categories and so as long as your needs are met at a base level as long as you're not in a dangerous situation you know for the most part just try to make sure you're having fun and if it's not fun you need to fix it it's okay to have pressure it's okay to have stress that's good it's healthy it's a part of life but you still need to be doing something you're passionate about it needs to be something that you're engaged by and something you want to do and aside from that, um, I would just follow the steps that Preston's laid out here because this has been a really good call. Um, Preston, is there anything that I haven't asked you that I should have asked you? <laughs> uh, we, we could have multiple sessions and, and I'll just leave it at, uh, uh, I think we've covered a lot of, of stuff and I have enjoyed the, the session in general and, and hope, uh, uh, hope that people uh, find value from it and, um, and really, um, you'll just keep, keep, grinding 
that, that's the other part, right? Is that this stuff isn't easy, and it and it's important to have that passion, like Daryl, you're just saying, keep grinding, and you'll find success. Uh, I've I've had too many, I shouldn't say too many. I've had moments in life where I've just been like, holy crap, I'm work, I'm doing so much work, and I'm and I'm not seeing the benefit from it. Uh, and now I'm seeing the benefit from my grinding, from my failures, from my successes, the combination of all those wrapped up, but keep grinding and keep, uh, keep just, uh, focused on, uh, seeking to find success and it will happen. And I truly believe that. Mm. Well said. Preston, if anyone here is really resonating with this, if any of them have questions for you or would like to just reach out, um, you know, obviously, like you said, you're, you're just in congratulations on your, on your recent promotion. That's awesome. That's huge. But if anyone did want to try to reach out and, and just steal your ear for a moment, what's some best way to get a hold of you? Uh, to be honest, the best way would be through LinkedIn. Um, so just and and please know that I'm not uh, jumping on LinkedIn every day, uh, not even every other day type of thing. Uh, but, but that would be the the best. I'd love to give if I was in a consulting situation, I'd love to give my my personal email out and be happy to. But uh, uh, um, that gives me the ability by having people reach out on LinkedIn. Um, I can take segments of time to to answer people and provide some direction or help. Uh, I'd be, I'd love to, to do that and, and help that in any way. Perfect. So that's Preston Stapley, P-R-E-S-T-O-N-S-T-A-P-L-E-Y. Look for him on LinkedIn if you have any questions for him. Preston, I really value and appreciate the time you dedicated with us today. I know you've got a, a new role to fill and I know you've got a big family. It's not something I mentioned, but you've got a whole bunch of kids and a wife and a lot of pulls on your attention and you didn't have to do this and you did and I know that there's going to be someone listening to this that it's really going to help and on behalf of them and myself I just want to thank you for taking the time to invest in us and in our successes and I just wish you and your family and loved ones all the best and I just appreciate you as a friend and a a peer um, and a role model and just thank you for your time Likewise, Daryl, and I appreciate you as well as as uh, truly, I also feel the benefit of just having the opportunity to share your passion. And uh, and so I, I loved uh, the opportunity to uh, to spend that time with you as well. And th- thank you. Announcing Daryl Urbanski's Double Your Business Mastermind Mentorship and Implementation Program. That's right. For my fans out there, you asked, so I'm going to deliver. That's right. Imagine if you could get my brain focused on your business goals. Well, for 15 to 20 people listening right now, here's what you need to know. First, who should participate? I'm looking for business owners, entrepreneurs, regular people, and beginners who want to learn the best tools, strategies, hacks, and tactics for marketing, management, and business growth from myself and our experts you hear on this show. We're looking for someone who has an honest, open mind, and progressive attitude. Someone who is extremely busy and needs a time-efficient way to learn and grow. Someone who is highly motivated to make improvements in their marketing and sales methods, is eager to substantially increase their income. Someone who is willing to share ideas, experiences, and help other like-minded entrepreneurs. Someone who values being part of a creative process. Someone who is always seeking improvement and believes you can make money, Or you can make excuses, but you can't make both. And especially someone who can be counted on to participate and be a valued member of the group. 
who clearly should not apply for this program, people who are set in their ways, stubborn, fearful of change, and ignore the truth, people who are satisfied with or married to their present advertising, marketing, and sales methods, people who have no need or desire for increases of income, wealth, business growth, or impact on the world, people who are selfish, unappreciative, or have poor integrity, stay away, no thanks, try something else. People who have a lack of self-discipline and are not serious about mastering business and marketing should not apply for this program. So to recap, to be a part of this mastermind, you must be willing to share during the meetings all your successes, victories, secrets or discoveries, failures, frustrations, implementation tips, setbacks and problems. You must be willing to be honest with your feedback and opinion of other mastermind members when we ask for it. You must also be willing to accept constructive criticism from others, which means being open to potentially having your feelings hurt because it's about results, not fuzzy warm feelings. You must be able to attend at least two Two of the three yearly meetings, and yes, efforts will be made to choose dates that work for everyone. You must have an honest desire to grow your business to the next level and be willing to put in the work. And especially important, you must maintain confidentiality of all sensitive information discussed in the mastermind meetings, or you will be kicked out immediately. You must also be able to make the 12-month commitment. It will not be cheap, and there are no discounts. Next, you must qualify. How do you qualify? Two steps. Step one is you must be able to answer yes to most, if not all, of the following 13 points. One, do you want to be personally walked by the hand by our guests and I, helping you to avoid the mistakes and pitfalls as you grow your business and discover our very real business growth and marketing secrets? Two, would receiving accountability and encouragement be just the thing to help you better implement and get things done? Three, are you interested in facilitated, accelerated learning and deeper application of Daryl Urbanski, me, my strategies for business development and marketing? Four, do you find you rarely have enough time to focus on improving your advertising, marketing, deal flow, and business strategies on your own as you'd like? Five, would you gain valuable insights just by joining a group of like-minded, progressive people applying the same ideas to strengthen their businesses and incomes? Six, would associating regularly with a focused group of successful marketers and entrepreneurs stimulate your ingenuity and imagination while inspiring you to be better and do more? Seven, would you like to have a structured opportunity to launch cooperative alliances with other business owners and marketers, possibly even guests we've had on the show? Eight, does being part of a mastermind group bringing together the most successful, forward-thinking business owners with one goal to grow each member's business to new levels interest you? Nine, do you want to be part of a group where in the true spirit of masterminding you will present your biggest obstacles, problems, and opportunities to the group where all of us together, and I do mean all of us, brainstorm and come up with the best ideas for you? Ten, is there someone in your personal life that you'd love to be able to say, see, I told you I could do it to? 11. Would you agree that getting cutting-edge info before most others even know these secrets exist gives you a major competitive advantage in a business, even if you don't know anything about business marketing or sales right now? 12. Have you ever heard of somebody else making it big financially and thought, if they can do it, I know I can do it, all I need is a chance? 
and 13, in the back of your mind, would you agree if you had a team of winners consistently helping and pushing you to higher levels, you would definitely improve your financial position? If you resonate with what I've just said, then this program is for you. However, you do need to act fast. This podcast is downloaded by six to 10,000 people on average a month. And for this group, there are only 20 spots available. What topics will we cover in this mastermind group? Everything you've heard discussed in these interviews, plus much, much more. Things like testing and tracking, how to discover hidden profits without increasing your ad budget, automation, how to take one successful campaign and make it evergreen to feed your children's children's children, lead generation, how to fill your funnel with hungry prospects ready to give you money, things like behavioral marketing, putting the right offer in front of the right prospect at the right time. Direct mail, building relationships and investing in customers when it matters most. Traffic, increasing the size of your sales, influence, and universe. CRM systems, you reap what you sow and everyone knows the money is in the list. Copywriting, how the pen is mightier than the sword. Sales processes, using systems to optimize sales and profits, for example, buying cycles, lead scoring, ascension ladders, etc. Referral systems help your customers multiply themselves and drastically reduce your cost per acquisition. Email marketing. You may have heard it again and again, but the fortune really is in the follow-up. Joint ventures, which equal fast profits and exponential growth. Raising your prices, where you find more ways to give more value and help more people getting paid to make this a better world. Building your lifetime customer value, which is a marketer's holy grail, our true one and only goal. So if you need help with any of that of what I mentioned or more, this program is for you. However, once again, if you resonate with what I've just said, then this program is for you. You do need to act fast. This podcast is downloaded by six to 10,000 people a month. And for this group, there are only 20 spots available. To apply, you must download the application form located at members.bestbusinesscoach.ca forward slash mastermind. Once again, it's members.bestbusinesscoach.ca forward slash mastermind. Download the application, fill it out as best you can, and then email your completed application to mastermind at bestbusinesscoach.ca. Once received, we will use the payment info you provide to process an immediate $1,000 US deposit for the Double Your Business Mastermind Mentorship and Implementation Program. This deposit is refundable if your application is not accepted. Otherwise, it will be deducted from the price of the program. All applications will be time and date stamped once received in full, and decisions between equally qualified candidates will be based on who applied first. This group is not cheap, discounts are not available, and unless you're serious, please do not waste my time or yours. Once again, if you want to be a part of this program, you need to act fast. There are only 20 spots available. To apply, download the application form from members.bestbusinesscoach.ca forward slash mastermind. Fill it out, then email your completed application to mastermind at bestbusinesscoach.ca. By sending in your application, you are not automatically signing up for anything. This is just the second step of the application process. Step one was if this message got your interest. Step two is going to members.bestbusinesscoach.ca forward slash mastermind and downloading the application. 
Step three, we process your $1,000 US. Get on the phone to make sure this is a good fit deposit. And if we both agree it's a yes, then on this call, we will discuss the formal registration and payment arrangements. You are simply applying to see if you qualify and the $1,000 US down payment gets us on the phone to make sure you are a fit for this program. Once again, you can find the application at members.bestbusinesscoach.ca forward slash mastermind. Apply today and let me help you become one of the 200 new multimillionaire business owners I've made a personal mission to help create. First come, first serve. And you will kick yourself if you miss this and your competitors get in, but you didn't. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a friend. I look forward to speaking with you and helping you grow your profits. You are appreciated. You've reached the end of our interview. Now, first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, what three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second, what can you implement for yourself and your business in the next 24 hours? Third, what can you give to someone else to help you with or give them to just do it for you? Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. Now, if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better, and your success is my success. So please reach out and interact. You can visit our website, bestbusinesscoach.ca for Canada or California, where I'm from and where I'm living. You're welcome to also try out one of our paid programs. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and pretty much every other social media channel you can think of. You should also subscribe to the podcast. And if you're enjoying them, please leave us a nice review. It really helps. That's all for now. Once again, thank you. Take care of yourself. And remember, the world needs the best business you can build. And I believe in you.